everyone. Welcome back to Tea to Green with hosts Jensen and Megan. On today's episode, we are excited to chat with Annabelle Fuller, a junior at the University of Florida. During her sophomore season, she had a team low scoring average of 72.68 with three top 20s, three top 10s, and a top five finish and an individual win at the 2021 Gator Invitational during her career thus far. She has also recently helped her team set a new scoring record of 29 under their first event of the 2022 spring season, shooting seven under individually. Over the course of her collegiate career, she has been named to the 2021 second team All-SEC, SEC Golfer of the Week, and is a WGCA All-American Scholar. She has also participated in the 2019 and 2021 Augusta National Women's Amateur, reached the semifinals of the 2021 English Ladies Amateur Championship, and participated in the 2021 AIG Women's Open and won the 2020 English Women's Open Amateur Stroke Play. Last but certainly not least, she's also a member of Team England at the Spirit Event in 2020 and is a two-time GB&I member at the Curtis Cup. Annabelle, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. First, to get us started, tell us how you got started with golf. Well, my, si- my older sister, she plays golf and she like played it since she was really young and when I was younger I used to go watch her at golf tournaments and I used to love to copy everything that she did so naturally I copied her playing golf and here I am. So how old were you when you first started playing? I was about three. So you were copying her at a very young age. Yeah, so she played golf and she was playing in tournaments in Scotland when she was about five years old, um, when I was two. As soon as kind of we got home from tournaments, she'd go practice and I'd go along with her. And I mean, spend majority of my time in the bunkers playing in the sand, but hitting golf balls here and there as well. It's so crazy to me to think that she just jumped over to Scotland from England. Like, you know, in America, we just have the States. And I just think it's so crazy just to randomly say, yeah, she was over in Scotland at five, a side note. <laughs> so when yeah. was your first tournament? It was when I think I was six and I played this flag tournament. I don't know if you know what that is. It's where you like you hit 36 shots. And on, when you've done with your 36, you have to put a flag in the place of your ball. So how do you win? Whoever has their flag closest the longest hole so for example if you get to the eighth hole and the last person got to the seventh you would win oh so you just see how many holes you can play in 36 shots yeah correct that's actually a brilliant concept yeah for young golfers it's a really good idea yeah that's amazing that you guys came up with that over there in england it's a great country you know <laughs> so when did you start the recruiting process so I went to IMG when I was 16 and I kind of knew about universities but I didn't think too much about it um, just because normally you'll have one or two coaches kind of come up to you in Europe but obviously as I then went to America I had a couple more coaches knowing about me playing in kind of the AJGA events and I think so I was about 16 when that started to happen. So walk me through the whole IMG process. Was that your idea to come to IMG? For those that don't know, it's a golf school down in Florida. Um, yeah, so my 
dad actually taught um, the guy that was head of media in England for IMG. And he said that the IMG Academy in Bradenton were looking to kind of recruit um, players for like golf and um, I think tennis as well that were more international and from Europe to kind of spread the awareness um, and get like top players from those countries that had a lot of reach um, to other players to kind of widen their kind of reach to people. So they kind of invited me to go visit them at, I think it was 2018 at Christmas. So I went there and I looked around and it felt like heaven when I was there. Kind of we had our own range, three putting greens, two big chipping greens. And I said to my dad that this is a place for me. So six months later, I went there and started uh, my junior year in high school there. Following that, how hard was the transition? To IMG, it was pretty difficult, I'd say, but it made my transition to college a lot easier. So I think it was quite tough knowing that my parents couldn't just drive down the road and pick me up. And I had to kind of get through being by myself. I'm a bit of a mum's girl, so I used to like doing everything with my mum. And it was a big change for me to actually have to ask people questions about where things are. But I think as soon as I kind of realized and stepped out of my comfort zone that to kind of figure things out, you need to ask people, I fit in quite easily. Yes, that wouldn't be an easy concept to learn. I mean, that would be so scary to just go into a different different country, especially at the age you did and learn everything by yourself. But I mean, I guess lucky for you, you guys do speak English, so... You guys well, yeah, but American is like a whole other language. Uh, how? <laughs> the slang is completely different and people sound weirder. Anyways. <laughs> yes, we definitely use a lot more slang here, especially when you came to Florida, more of the Southern, we all say y'all or whatever. Um, but I mean, I couldn't imagine how excited everyone was to hear you speak constantly with your accent. Yeah, and especially that I played the interesting sport golf. It wasn't expected. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure people, a lot of people asked what sport you played and you said that and they still didn't even know you were saying golf. Yeah, that pretty much happened a couple of times. <laughs> Did you know that you wanted to stay in Florida? I didn't really, actually. So I was, I was really looking forward to kind of going to California and going on a couple of visits to schools out there. And I visited UCLA and I spoke to the Texas coach and the FSU coach. And I just on a complete whim went, drove past UF to kind of visit, popped in and saw the coach, got along with both of the coaches really well. And I loved the kind of community feel at UF that everybody's kind of for the school and supportive. I kind of fell in love with it as soon as I saw it and went to the other schools hoping that I would kind of be wowed more and it didn't happen so I kind of knew that UF was the place for me yeah I remember talking to you whenever you were still doing the recruiting process when we played together in Annika in 2019 and you were super excited about the recruiting process however it was super difficult but I honestly can't see you or see you anywhere but Florida looking back at it 
yeah I think the kind of the phrase that people say you like you know you know when you know and you go there you get the feel and and you know what school's right for you and I think that's really kind of true you've got to visit because then you'll know the feel Megan a few years in America and she's finally got all the words you know you know when you know (laughs) almost like she's having to listen to us just talk way too much all the time if there's one piece of advice you'd give to others going through the recruiting process what would it be I would say to kind of keep an open mind um write down your things that you know are necessary for you and then kind of eliminate the schools that you know won't work but then keep an open mind when going to visit schools if they don't fit everything you need you never know they might have something that you didn't even think of obviously as you previously stated you were talking to a lot of big schools but how did you narrow down all those schools during all those schools during the recruiting process uh, I think so I kind of I had a list of like five things that were important to me so it was the weather was important, the facilities being in like a good area um, and having great coaches. And I think, so I kind of, I went through the schools. So obviously anything up north, it was cold um, and I wasn't going to fly all the way from England to come to more snow. Um, so I made sure that kind of see the Florida, kind of Texas, California, those kind of schools. And then... I went through kind of the facilities at places and of at UF, the facilities are on campus. That was a big bonus for me. And then kind of I was left with a couple of schools which had a good team and I spoke to the coaches and the ones that I kind of had good connections with were kind of the schools that I decided between. What about Florida made you feel like when you know, you know? I think we had a couple people here who made my visit really special so we have this guy who works in kind of he's a head of the athletic department called Mike Spiegler and he came and he kind of always said to me you're gonna like you're gonna be great here you're gonna do great here like we are gonna be like UF is gonna be great with you and I think I felt so motivated and like felt so wanted it was so nice and then the coaches were so nice to me and kind of not kind of pushy for me to come just so honest and open and then the girls and the team were all so lovely as well and then with the combined with the practice facilities the weather I just it was a perfect fit. So you went to Florida a semester early what led to that decision and how has it benefited you? Um, so I went as I was, so I was done with all my high school classes and I kind of felt like my time at IMG, I was there for a year and a half and I kind of felt like I had done everything that I wanted there and I was ready for the next step, but I obviously still had a semester of school left and I was kind of speaking to my advisor at IMG saying kind of, oh, what classes do I have to do? And at the same time, the UF coach had had reached out and asked if I was done with high school yet and if there was a possibility of me graduating early, which there was fortunately, because one of the girls on the team at UF decided to turn pro. So they would have like, they wanted, they had a scholarship available for me to come in the spring. And it just kind of all the timing worked at the same time. And I think it really helped me to kind of be welcome in the school for the first three months 
obviously then COVID came and I had to go home, which kind of sucked. But um, it allowed me to kind of get closer to the girls and have people to speak to and kind of become friends with over that time period when we couldn't go anywhere. How different was playing junior golf in America versus in England when you were at the IMG Academy? Um, I think it was it was pretty different because firstly in America there are a lot more kids who play golf and in England we have plenty of people who play but not nearly the same amount and I mean I think even the way that the tournaments are organized because there's more money in golf in America kind of they can have longer tournaments we usually always play 36 holes to shorten the days up and kind of the tournament organization you don't have any big like banquet dinners or like for example when we played the Annika and we had that lovely dinner the first night you don't really have anything like that and it kind of it makes junior golf a lot more special having those kind of um, events. How was the transition from junior golf to college for you? Um, I think it, it was pretty difficult to start with I'd say and I think people who don't think that there is a much of a transition I think is really wrong because you have more pressure riding on each of your rounds each of your shots because in junior golf you play for yourself and you usually have maybe your parents supporting you and they'll still love you if you play badly in college golf you have the weight of your whole team on you you want to do good for them and you want to make them happy and you want to have a team win and then you want to impress your coaches while also impressing kind of the people at your school and your parents all together and I think the expectations also get higher so it definitely is more challenging than junior golf and the pressure and the stakes are a lot higher. How often have you been able to go back home? Um, I try to go back home for the summers and sometimes for Christmas but I haven't been back now since last summer so it's been a while, but I like to go back to summertime because we have more time then. How hard is it to talk to your parents on such different time schedules? From about five o'clock in the evening onwards, I can't speak to them, which is pretty tough because usually when things go wrong, you get a bit upset. It happens in the evening. But mm -hmm. the nice thing is when I have my 6 a.m. workouts, I can call my mom before that or after that. And I know she's wide awake. Yeah. A lot of the bad things happen tonight. You're not wrong. So what would you say is your favorite tradition at Florida? Kind of, we always like sing with our coaches and my, all, everyone in my team is like quite big foodies. So coach usually always gives us, we'll go for a nice place for dinner and she'll say that we can get like ice creams and shakes, which honestly, I think personally is the best bit about it. But then we have some really awesome songs kind of with Gators um, and especially like for the football games, those songs are carried over and we have people come and watch us, which is super nice. Yeah, that's got to be a, a big difference for you going to a big SEC school with the, with the big football team. What has that been like? I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a great experience to kind of have. Um, we don't have American football in England, obviously, only soccer. And it's kind of the same community, but it's great because the kind of the love for the football team is shared among the other kind of athletes. And having such a big football team means that we can have 
kind of a lot more things given to the other sports. Have you been able to pick up on most of the rules of football? Like, are you an expert now? I mean, I wouldn't quite say I'm an expert, but I can watch along and kind of understand what's happening. That's solid. What is special about being an athlete at Florida? Is there any like cool facilities you guys can use um, that the only athletes have access to? Um, yeah, we have quite a couple of kind of really cool places. Um, so we have kind of a student study center where we have kind of nutrition bar um, and then like places where we can go study. We have the tutors there, our academic advisors, and it's in this huge building, which is really nice. And then we also have a separate dining hall um, and then different kind of places on campus, which is for athletes only. And they're actually building at the moment a new building for just athletes as well, which will include kind of even more stuff. And what would you say you enjoy about college golf the most, aside from all the ice cream you get to eat? Uh, I think being with my teammates, it's so much better when you get to celebrate a win with other people. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like being able to like celebrate with six other girls, five other girls is like sometimes the coolest thing ever, you know, compared to like in junior golf when you would just win an event and, you know, you'd pack up the car with your parents, just get in and like hold the trophy in the front seat and be like, all right, we're on our way. So it's definitely a really cool experience. Make a lot of good memories with that. What does a day in the life look like for you, especially during the spring semester when obviously we're preparing for postseason here in a couple of months? Um, yeah, so we have kind of we have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule that's pretty similar and then a Tuesday and a Thursday schedule. So kind of Monday, Wednesday, Fridays are we have workouts at 6 a.m. And then I have class in the morning Then we have like kind of lunch and then practice from like 1, 1.30 until kind of whenever we're finished. And usually the girls like we all stay longer and end up staying until dark. Um, and then Tuesdays we have practice at 9 a.m. in the morning. Um, sometimes I, we work out before as well, it, like optional workouts before practice. And then we have lunch and then some of us go play again in the afternoon um, before evening classes on Tuesday and Thursdays. Sounds like a very busy schedule. Yeah, you guys are lucky I had some free time this evening. <laughs> So what are you majoring in? I'm actually majoring in English. Just the irony in that comment is unbelievable. Yeah, you know, I came all the way from England to study more English. Yeah, I just want us all to take a second and appreciate that. Like, we admire people like you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's hard work. You just can't get enough of the English, I guess. So <laughs> what, are those, what are those classes like? Are you enjoying them? Um, I mean, it's a lot of reading, um, but it's, there's actually a variety of classes you can take. So like this semester, I'm taking three different English classes, but they're all vastly different. Um, so like one of them's in kind of editing. Another one is on children's literature and then the other one's on World War II literature. So three completely different things. Yeah, it sounds like it keeps it interesting. That's pretty cool. How does your team qualify for events? Um, we have, so we usually do about, at the start of the season before any tournaments, we have about seven to eight qualifying rounds. 
where coach will decide beforehand if she's going to do a three round tournament and the winner of that will be exempt or um it kind of varies if she's going to do a six round and the top three people or if she sets like a target score and she'll make like exemptions for tournaments and then it will be maybe like two coaches picks which usually ends up being whoever came kind of fourth and fifth on the qualifying round so it's really fairly done and do you prefer to play or practice um I think I prefer it depends on the day if I'm playing well I love playing because it's more enjoyable but I also like to practice see that's that's exactly how I am I'm the same way like it kind of depends on the day for me I think we've talked to a lot of people on this podcast that love to just play but I kind of like to get a little mixture going, you know, get a couple of good putting drills in there and then also go out and get some good course management going. And I think it's a good combination. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you've got to love the practice as well. You can't just always want to play because golf isn't just about stepping up on the team, hitting it. You've got to make sure, you know, you've got the hours behind you. Annabelle, what is the strength of your game? I would like to say that my iron play is pretty solid. I hit quite a lot of greens, which means I can't lose too many shots um, kind of unnecessarily. And I don't drop big numbers because my misses tend to be pretty small, which I personally think is pretty important for golf. And I like, I think there's a kind of a quote that John Rahm kind of says, which is the golfer who wins is the golfer with the smallest misses. Yes, I love that. That's my motto in golf golf's just a game of misses I mean the best misses win you know golf's mm-hmm. such a game of perfect that I mean there's so many times that you're not going to hit the, the greatest shot and the most perfect shot it's about the misses so that's a very well said quote from John Rahm we'll give that credit to him yeah <laughs> what are your favorite putting drills oh um I like this drill that's kind of the Nelly quarter drill which um so it's the drill that obviously Nelly quarter Uh, uses and it's where you have to hold 10 out of 10 parts from five feet and then I think it's nine out of 10 from seven feet and then seven from nine feet five from 12 feet and then three from 15 feet that's a good drill I actually haven't heard of it is there any other professional golfers that you listen to a lot of their quotes and do their drills? Um, I really like Jordan Spieth. And then um, I also like Rory McIlroy because he's kind of like a hometown boy, grew up near me. And I've watched a lot of his kind of documentaries of when, when he was younger and he used to chip into the washing machines growing up, which I always think is really inspirational. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, do you know any of their drills that they do or anything? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think they practice. Yeah, they probably practice a little bit. I just, I, I, didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know if you knew anyone else's drills or anything else anyone else says, or I was just checking, just checking the waters. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, short game drills, do you know any professional golfer short game drills that that you do that because of them um oh well he's not that good of a professional but 
one of my old coaches when I was younger is called Van Phillips, who was like best friends with Ian Poulter. And he did this pitching drill where you kind of, you stand there and you have your different positions of your pitches and you put a basket and you just keep hitting until you hit in the basket. And then you go to your next position. You keep doing that again and again until you get into the basket. And then you do pretty much hours and hours of the same thing. But by the end of it, you've completely drilled in all your positions and you become really accurate with your distances, which I think is really important for pitches that you can stand there and have kind of a yardage and be able to hit it. Yeah, that sounds like a good drill. You're very methodical, I assume. Yeah, I like things having order and being able to write them down and follow a sequence. Do you know what that's called, OCD? Yeah, yeah. I, um, some may say that. <laughs> so how would you say college golf has helped you develop as a golfer? Um, I think being with my coaches who both played, um, one played on the LPGA and the one played on the European Tour, I think kind of learning from them has really helped me, kind of the way that they see different things in the golf course how they kind of plan out the course management because I never say I had bad course management, but it's just different. You learn different things and different ways of seeing shots, which I think definitely helps you. And then kind of how to compose yourself in different ways in the golf course, because you can look like you're very composed and you're put together, but sometimes in the inside, it can be the opposite and vice versa. So I think kind of little things like that have helped me. Yeah. I think what's really cool about your team is obviously both the coaches played on the LPGA tour and their women both of them are women so kind of more of an understanding in that aspect um but what side note but if you guys do not know Florida's golf coaches women's golf coaches they are both extremely awesome like those are probably one of my favorite schools co coaches that I've actually gotten to know is there anything your coaches require the team to do at practice like how are your practices structured so we usually do um, a lot of wedges so my coaches put a lot of important on having good wedge shots so we do kind of we have similar structures each practice that will start we always have a putting drill so coach will always pick a putting drill that we're going to do and then we'll have like while someone's doing that two other people we do track man um, the track man combines with wedges which I think is about we do 45 shots and you just have to hit different numbers. And then we'll always have a chipping drill as well. Um, so kind of the combination will have maybe two or three people doing each and then switching. And we kind of do those the same type of things. And then some days we'll have extra time where we can hit or then we'll go play obviously as well. But what I really like about my coaches as well is they usually stay a bit longer that if you um, have questions to ask them, even if it's about your swing, if it's about your chipping or different kind of shot types, both my coaches have awesome short games, which they've proven to us many times in um, different little competitions we do. So it's really great to learn from how they play different shots. Yeah, that is really cool. How many courses does your team have access to in Florida? Um, we have a, like a variety where obviously really lucky having our home course which is pretty difficult um so we play here a lot and then we have two courses really close by like a I'd say like a 10 minute drive away which we play often for qualifying 
and then a little um, one further away where an LPGA event, like a smaller one, is played um, in Ocala. Um, and then we also, we're pretty blessed that we can kind of go to different courses in Florida at a bit further away on like kind of on the way to different tournaments and they let us always play. So this past tournament, we went and played at the PGA National on the champions course just before we played the tournament. Oh, wow. That's sick. That was with Maisie's family. Yes. Uh, so Maisie's also, it's her home course there and um, her mum made us all dinner the night before as well, which was amazing. Oh, what a good family. What's your favorite part of the golf facility at Florida? Um, I love that we have our own area at the back and we have two pitching greens, two big putting greens, and then obviously you can chip wherever you like. And then we have our own tee box of um, where you can hit from. And I think what's really special about that is it's split between the women and the men's team and nobody else can use it. So you kind of, you can make any kind of shots that you want and use it in any way that you want. So like sometimes I'll, ch I'll do pitches from like by the chipping area onto the driving range or and then turn around face the other way and head onto the pitching green yes I've seen your guys's practice facility and I've played the course unfortunately um but <laughs> your guys's wedge area is sick like that is definitely a game changer yeah for sure pretty sure if I recall right Jensen uh, the last time uh, we played together um at my course I I earned some money off you you won some money off me yeah no we were on the same team mm, mm. I uh I remember now I carried you the 18 holes someone come get this girl <laughs> we were on the same team we played for an Instagram post versus Maria and Marina oh yes we did Comes, she comes on my podcast, starts talking crap. You hear this? <laughs> this is disrespectful. She's like switching sides on you right now. I can't believe what I'm hearing. I know. I thought <laughs> we were friends. What has it been like competing in Europe versus over here in the U.S. for college? Um, I mean, it's a big difference. Even like such small things as the grass. Like Bermuda grass kills me. Um, chipping on it is so difficult compared to back home. But then I guess people who come to England think that our grass is just as bad. So um, I think it's kind of adapting, like just the way you play. Um, and also it's a lot more target golf over here. Kind of you go for pins, which I actually think is kind of more suited towards my game because I like being able to like kind of laser the pin and being able to play straight at it instead of having to kind of adapt for it landing and running 20 yards forwards. Yeah, I might sound like a golf nerd here, but like the different types of grasses can make the game so tough, especially when you grow up on one kind and have to then go to college on a totally different type of grass. I was the same way. I, I mean, I didn't come from England, but coming from Chicago and coming to play in Bermuda has been a very tough transition because the different grasses can really get you. So what has been your favorite amateur event you've played in so far? I mean, for sure, the Anwa. It's like I played it obviously the last two times and it was it's amazing everything about it is perfect the kind of the golf courses are like a dream come true we get food every single meal that feels like I'm in like a six-star restaurant 
and everybody there is super nice and want to do everything for you. Do you have any AM events that you play over in Europe that you like a lot? Um, we play, so in the summer we have this tournament called the European Team Championship, where it's um, six people from every country get together and we play. Um, so it's two rounds of stroke play into different rounds of match play. Um, so it's kind of like four days of match play afterwards. And that's so much fun because you kind of play head on head with different countries and you can we have the format of you have two foursomes followed by five singles in the afternoon. That is really cool. I'm jealous that we don't have more stuff like that. That sounds like fun. So do you prefer to play a lot of events in the winter and summer seasons? Um, yeah, I do. I think it's fun to play events. And especially um, recently when I go home, although obviously college is a lot of team golf, we don't have a lot of kind of formats where you play foursomes or four ball, which I think is always kind of really fun to play. Um, so I like playing in those over the summer. But then also it's you play with different people. And I think the best bit about golf is you get to meet with different people every tournament you play. Do your coaches have any expectations for the team in regards to playing events outside of college season? Um, I wouldn't say so. I think they know that we all love to play. So they want us to play as many tournaments as possible. But at the same time, they think rest is really important and to kind of like for your mental state as well, not just your physical, um, to kind of, kind of, they say when you have a rest, it kind of clears the cobwebs from your brain. Um, which tournaments can kind of bring up. How old were you when you started playing in amateur events? I remember I switched to the kind of the ladies England team when I was 15 because I had started competing in them when I was about 13. And how would you say competing in those amateur events helped you grow as a golfer? Um, I think I was very influenced by the kind of older girls playing golf. Um, kind of how they held themselves together. I think I was kind of always away with the fairies a little bit when I was younger. Um, just kind of dreaming of different things while I was playing golf um, and kind of seeing the focus and the importance that the girls used to put on every single shot kind of made me really realize that, wow, okay, you need to actually like focus and think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. In 2020, you won the English Am Stroke Play event. What was clicking with your game during that week? Honestly, I, I putted really nicely and I struck the ball nicely um, and I didn't miss many fairways. So kind of the combination, I had a lot of birdie putts and a lot of them dropped um, and I played really well. I think it was the second round um, when it kind of started raining as well. So that helped because obviously these scores kind of went down and I that was the best round I had. Um, so I just think that that really helped me because um, it kind of put me ahead going into the last day. And you also have some experience with match play as well. You finished runner up at the Women's Amateur Championship. What was that week like? Um, that was, it was a pretty strange week because the first round got cleaned off. So I had played 15 holes and it had like started raining and the course was flooding. And then they called us all in to kind of have a rain, like rain delay. 
And then an hour and a half later, they decided that it wouldn't be possible for the whole field to be able to finish their round. So they were going to cancel the whole day. And that first round, I'd played pretty well. I think I was level after 15 in the really like tough conditions. And I just remember thinking like all that hard work was for nothing because it just got pretty much taken away. Um, but fortunately, I played okay the second day enough to make the cut. And then before I knew it, it was the end of the week and I was in the final. Yeah, it sounds like you managed that uh, that weird first day pretty well, if I had to say so. Do you have a preference for match play or stroke play? Um, not really, because I think they kind of highlight different strengths in different people's game. I do enjoy playing match play because I think it's a fun format. But then I think stroke play can sometimes, after a couple rounds, like three or four rounds, it the better golfer comes out of it. So it's it's a tough kind of combination because match play you can be a bit more aggressive and not worry so i think kind of people pull shots out of the bag that they wouldn't usually use but then it's the format so yeah and i've i've, I've started to notice these match play formats can have some pretty long weeks especially when you have a stroke play qualifying portion before you go into the match play brackets how do you manage those long weeks of golf um i think you've just got to kind of realize that you need to stay like focused and on it for the whole week and that like the first two rounds of stroke play isn't gonna make a difference by the end of the week so you've got to realize you don't need to pull your best golf out um and you just need to kind of keep your head in it and not worry about any mistakes you make and same in the match play if you lose a hole it's it's one hole it's not a big deal what would you say is one thing you struggled with when transitioning from golf in Europe to golf in the US? Um, I mean, the grass for starters was definitely um, the big challenge. I would kind of chunk every single chip shot I had, which was always fun. Um, and then I think using grain as well on greens makes parts a lot harder to read. And then I think just the different, um, like the weathers and stuff, it's a lot more kind of humid here and you can go from state to state and the yard is just different. Whereas kind of back home, you don't, I'd never really noticed it before. You've not played in one, but two Curtis cups. How different were they? At the first Curtis cup, I was, I think I just turned maybe 16 or I was still 15. I can't quite remember. So I was, I was pretty young. Um, and the team was a lot older. Actually, we had a lot of, kind of 22, 23 year olds who were in college in that last year. Uh, so I kind of was the baby of the group and I felt quite like intimidated by my own team, which was a strange feeling to have. And, uh, and then also all the girls on the US team were a lot older. I think Lucy Lee was the only one who was slightly younger. Um, otherwise they were again, all in college kind of juniors and seniors. So I think that was kind of just like scary. And I think the whole experience I was so in awe from that I couldn't really concentrate on my own golf. Um, so I think this past Curtis Cup, kind of, I knew the people on the other team, like Jensen, I, I knew you kind of playing there. It was it was like a friendly face to see rather than, oh my God, all these like old girls playing in this tournament. And I think, honestly, that made the experience better because obviously we wanted to win and beat you guys, but at the same time, it was so nice to see you and have kind of that like that happy competition between us. Yeah, I definitely agree. It was really cool to know some people on the other team. 
how was how was different was the Curtis Cup with it being on American soil the first year and on in Wales last year? Um, I mean, you're comparing like New York, a really amazing city, to Wales in the north, um, where kind of the area isn't so good. It isn't so busy. There's not that many people there. And I think that was kind of, it was different to have a different kind of crowd as well, because the crowd in Wales is kind of a lot older, um, just guys who absolutely love golf and their wives who come along with them. And in New York kind of brought more Americans kind of from all over supporting. So I've heard quite a bit about this past Curtis Cup where the GB&I team stormed in and started to kind of just have like a fun little get together with the US team. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like was, whose idea was that? What happened there? Um, I think kind of the whole day we were kind of talking about, I think I was speaking with Jensen and Mega and we were all saying how like at the end of the day, we're gonna have like this party kind of, and with COVID, it was a lot more difficult. We couldn't go anywhere. And I think we all got back to the hotel and I think, um, a couple drinks were ordered and we had like chocolate as well and I think we were all sharing it among us and I think I was maybe talking to Jensen as well like oh we've got to meet up before she flies back to America and so then we kind of all rushed upstairs and Hannah was carrying her speaker in and was like yeah guys like let's all kind of be together and celebrate together kind of the tournament and then we start playing table tennis as well I think and having like little friendly competitions again between the two of us um and it, it was so much fun kind of to realize when you kind of look at it from now we had great competition in the golf during the week and at the end of the day like we're still great friends yeah it was so cool from us on the American side just to see that at the end of the day that you know no matter who wins and loses we come together as one and we celebrated just being there in general and as a big picture you have had a lot of prior experience playing on a team as you were on the England national team, what is it like practicing playing with this team? Um, I mean, this year, I was really close to all the girls we had. Um, five of them were from England and all of them I was super close to because we played the, the European team championship, which I previously mentioned um, all together where we, so we won that this year as well, which was really cool. And then I'm really good friends with obviously Hannah Darling from Scotland. So that was awesome to be able to be on the team with her because normally we play England against Scotland. And then same with the two Irish girls. Um, it was nice to be able to kind of play on the same team as them instead of kind of against them, which we normally do in schools and from like England versus Ireland. You have a lot of coaches, whether it be for college or for your national team. So how do you, or even your swing coach and putting coach and middle coach, how do you manage the relationships with all of your coaches or do they all work together as one? I mean, I'm pretty lucky that I have my swing coach back home, um, Ian Clark, who is an absolute God. He's the best guy ever and he'll try and squeeze me in whenever I need help with my swing. And I've been with him since I was 13 now. Um, so he knows my swing inside and out. So that's really special that I can kind of, speak to him and he knows my habits my tendencies and what's really cool is he kind of talks to my coaches here and has conversations with them and like last week my um, head coach here sat in for a lesson and kind of watched me so she could kind of give me pointers that my coach said to me in the lesson 
on the golf course in case she picked up on those mistakes that I was doing that he mentioned. Um, so that's really nice. And then my England coaches, they tried to kind of work with my college coaches and my coach back home to kind of make sure we're on the same page. How has being on this team prepared you for college? I think kind of just being with the girls and the team, it's, it's different when you're on a team to when you're playing individually. And I think, I mean, I think you can probably say the same thing, like playing when you're, um, when you know, it's not just for you, it's, it's a, the feeling's really different. And you know that you're three foot apart where you might be slightly nervous on when you know that if you miss it, you're going to have five other or six other girls who are going to be 10 times more upset than you. It, it makes that part have a lot more pressure on it. You also played in the 2019 Junior Solheim Cup. How did you enjoy that event? That was really special. I mean, being able to kind of go there and see the um, players on the actual Solheim Cup team as well and watch them play, that was pretty special. Um, but honestly, it was just a fun week. Again, playing kind of with the girls from America was really fun. And then doing a different format um, was kind of, it's always nice to kind of switch it up a little bit. In 2021, you played in the AIG Women's Open. You got to tell me about what that week was like. That week was pretty special. I mean, I felt like a, I felt kind of like a celebrity. I walked in and then I could have this chef and I could ask him what meals to make for me. And I had like three different people kind of asking me if I knew anything while I was playing golf and helping me with like the course guides and stuff. Like I played the practice round with Angel Yin and it was just so cool because like I felt like one of them like obviously I'm not anywhere close with Angel Yin but I mean it was it was so awesome to kind of get that experience. How did you qualify for that event? Um, so I um, we have the pre-qualifiers and the final qualifiers for that and because of being on the Curtis Cup team you were exempt for the final qualifier so I went on the Monday with my mom, just kind of not really thinking too much of it. And I went and played the final qualifier and I got um, into the playoff for it. Again, didn't really think too much of it. And kind of at the end of the day, I looked back and I was like, oh my God, mom, like I'm, I'm playing in the open, like what the hell? And so it was kind of crazy. Like I didn't, I kind of went to the qualifier to kind of play with the pros and just get the experience of it. And then I realized kind of after the day was done, I was like, oh my God, I'm actually playing in the open. Yeah, that's like one of the coolest feelings ever. I mean, I think Jens and I can both attest to the feelings of qualifying for US Open and just like, it, do it doesn't even feel real. Like even when you're there, you're still like, did I actually just do this? Because like the process you have to go through to get to that event is just, it's such a long, like for us, it's 36 holes. It's just such a long day of golf. And to be able to like step off and like, be like wow you just qualified for a major is just like there's no feeling like that in the world Megan did you qualify through a playoff or just straight up the 36 I just straight up qualified what was one takeaway you had from the week I think it kind of made me realize that it's what I wanted to do you know like I I saw these golfers and I looked up to them and I was like wow like I want to be like them one day. Like, this is really cool. I want to live a life like this. Yeah, for sure. Especially, I mean, I don't know what the, the British is like, but uh, they, they treat you like royalty, I feel like, at those majors. So, <laughs> get spoiled. You also made the cut during this event. So, what was it like being able to play in a major on a Sunday? 
I mean, it was pretty, like, it was pretty surreal because I think the thing that I was most happy about is firstly that I got free food for longer. Um, and then secondly, I got to play with like, obviously two more like pros. Um, and I played with like um, Charlotte Saganda and Chella Choi. And I also played with um, Angel Yin as well in the first two rounds with Ashley Burhai, which I think that was the best part about it, kind of being able to speak to them. And like, because at the end of the day, I think you forget when you kind of watch people on TV that they're just like another regular person just doing something a bit more extraordinary. Um, so I think that was just kind of cool to kind of get their perspective on things, how they practice, kind of where they are and kind of, they're just day-to-day life, which is honestly pretty similar to everyone else's. What is the most important thing you learned from playing college golf? I think that firstly, the kind of little things matter, but then at the same time in the grand scheme of things, it's it's a game and you've always got to remember that it's just a game. And no matter whether you've won or you've come stone last, um, you've got to appreciate the game and you get back up the next day, you go practice and you play the next tournament. If there's one piece of advice you would give your 18 year old self upon entering college, what would that be? I think to kind of make sure you like push yourself out of your comfort zone a bit more, ask the questions that you kind of feel unsafe about asking around school to kind of learn the ways of the school and how it works quicker. And rather than waiting kind of until your sophomore year to kind of figure out kind of where things are and like, what things you can use at the golf club if you're allowed to go play other golf courses little questions like that which it's really easy to ask and if the answer is no at least you tried you know kind of things like that thank you so much Annabelle for coming on it was a pleasure thank you for having me